So letting your body settle into stillness. Finding that posture that can allow you to sit comfortably as much as possible. Checking in with your posture, straightness of the back, sense of dignity, uprightness. Perhaps using the breath to invite a little softness in the body. Perhaps a deeper breath. Can we turn this down a little, please? A deeper breath to begin the meditation. It's a little warm this afternoon. We've just had lunch. So using your connection to the body to balance the energy in a way that's skillful. This meditation isn't a passive or a static experience. We're not trying to fix our experience into one thing, but we're responsive to what's happening. Trying to find balance, ease, equanimity. And we use the breath and our relationship to the body to cultivate those attitudes, support them developing. Can we begin the period of meditation with a sense of kindness, acceptance, goodwill? Whatever has happened up till now, the ups and downs of a day of practice, right here now, allowing whatever is not pushing away, judging, bargaining, but just through this open acceptance, balancing the energies of the body and mind with kindness. And always come back to this awareness of body and breath at any time in your practice. You get lost or confused or aren't connecting to something. Don't struggle. Don't make a project out of it, but rather open up. Get spacious. Feel your body sitting supported by the earth. Feel the breath coming and going. It's all we need to practice. Awareness that there is a body. That's enough. Everything else we can build on is extra.
So we begin with our last sequence of body parts, still in the liquid realm of the body, all of the fluids and excretions. This is another group of six of tears, grease, saliva, mucus, oil of the joints, and urine. So as usual, we'll repeat together out loud these five and then repeat them silently to yourself. Tears, grease, saliva, mucus, oil of the joints, urine. Tears, grease, saliva, mucus, oil of the joints, urine. Tears, grease, saliva, mucus, oil of the joints, urine. Tears, grease, saliva, mucus, oil of the joints, urine. Tears, grease, saliva, mucus, oil of the joints, urine. And now silently five times. Beginning with mindfulness of tears. This is something you might be able to feel into quite easily. Common experience to feel moisture in the eyes for whatever reason. So just letting your attention lightly rest in the area of the eyes. Feeling any moisture, fluid, wetness around the eyes. It's a very gentle attention. So keep saying it's not, this is not a medical training here. It's a, a training of your attention and your interest. So there's no agenda, nothing you should be feeling, but just this willingness to rest your attention in the area of the eyes letting go of resistance or impatience or expectation. Bringing those qualities to your meditation is just as important, if not more important, than feeling wetness. Letting your attention rest there very gently. The color of tears is clear. Shape is a watery fluid direction above the waist, found in the eye sockets, and the delimitation is the eyes and the eyelid. So whatever you feel, just might even be the slipperiness of the eyes as they move a little beneath the eyelids. Some people tend to have a lot of moisture in the eyes, other people not so much. Can actually be a very difficult or painful condition if the eyes are dry. 
lot of treatments now for dry eyes and medication and drops. Because this, the tears have a real function, as do all of these fluids. The tears clean and lubricate the surfaces between the eyeball and the eyelid. And as we know, are affected by the emotions. All of us have different relationships to tears and to crying. For some people it's extraordinarily accessible, happens easily for sad emotions or joyful ones. Other people not so accessible. It says on my paper that it's a uniquely human phenomenon. I don't know if that's so. I think elephants cry. I think other animals might cry. But it certainly is something that's responsive. And that's what's one of the amazing things about all of these organs that we look at. They're responsive. They're alive. And as needed, as evoked, these tears will come. Whether it's to soothe the eye if it's irritated, or in response to some experience of beauty, of sadness, of joy, delight. I personally, tears come when I yawn. People think I'm sad, I'm just yawning and the tears come. We're just feeling into this, whatever emotions, connections might come up for you. Not creating stories. The purpose here isn't to look for stories, to keep telling stories. It's to feel into this direct connection to this particular aspect of your body. The moisture around the eyes. We do this practice for insight, to notice the sort of impersonal nature, in this case of tears. They're responsive to conditions. We can't really force ourselves to cry, to produce tears. Some people perhaps can. I know actors learn to do it but mostly they're just responsive, out of the right conditions. These tears are produced. And they're impermanent. The tears of today are different from the tears of yesterday or tomorrow. We can't hold on to them. We're not in charge of them. They exist according to conditions and will cease according to conditions. So this practice can be very simple. Just resting your awareness in this area of the eye, 
Noticing any wetness, liquid, moisture, and holding that perhaps in the larger experience of the whole body and the breath. It's just a training of attention, a gentle, kind attention. not getting lost in your stories, memories. If they come, more helpful to be aware of, mindful of what is the emotion present? What's the impact? Not the words, the memories, even the images. Direct feeling. Name the emotion if there is one. We'll just stay simply with this quiet connecting to tears, breath, and body. And now moving to the next liquid, which is called grease in this definition, this translation. This is the oily secretions on the hands or the forehead, face or nose, other parts of the body. Some people, more obvious, have a tendency to have more oil in their complexion or their skin. Other people, not so much, but all of us have a little. So again, the physical touch sometimes is helpful. Many of us have oil on our foreheads, around our eyes, nostrils. Just a lightly touch where you know you might feel it can kind of enliven. Here's another aspect of the body that's universal common. So the color is clear, it's a liquid, it's found above and below the waist, could be anywhere in the body, delimited by skin and space. And again, like all of these liquids, it has a function. It lubricates the skin, offers protection and waterproofing for the skin helps prevent dehydration, lubricates our scalp and hair. All of these fluids are there for a reason out of causes and conditions. 
not in control of how much there is. We might have views or opinions, I have too much, not enough, too oily here, too dry here. It's a whole industry built out of trying to manipulate the distribution of grease on our skin. So just tuning into its nature, not whether you like it or not. You know that if your responses come up, of course, aware of that, but the practice is just to see it as it is. It has a function, there for a reason, and we're not in control of it. So just finding an area of the body that you can connect with this, the oiliness, the grease, letting your attention rest there. Again, not needing to have any special experience. Training your attention. Or you can try moving your attention through the body very gently. And is there a way you can get more attuned to this quality and perhaps pick it up in other areas? This is part of the training of attention, to be very curious, delicate. It's almost a gentle, caring touch as the mindfulness moves through the body. Again, held in this open awareness of body, breath moving in, out. Next, moving to saliva, liquid in the mouth. Again, maybe relatively easy for us to feel this one. Common experience, saliva, swallowing. It's a clear liquid, thin at the tip of the tongue, thicker in the back of the tongue, direction above the waist, location in the mouth surrounded by the aural cavity. So again, resting the attention in the mouth. Knowing we can sometimes create saliva by moving our mouth and tongue in a certain way, gathering some saliva so you can really feel it. Perhaps swallowing to feel that motion just getting in touch with this amazing liquid, saliva. It says it's tasteless and odorless, begins the process of digesting food. 
humans secrete and swallow up to 1,500 milliliters daily. Humans produce a quart of saliva a day or 10,000 gallons in a lifetime. That's a lot. That's like a swimming pool. And we move easily between metric and imperial here, but hopefully you can get a sense. It's a lot. And we couldn't live without it. This beginning of the digestive process helps us taste and enjoy our food. You don't tell your saliva to secrete. Come on, guys, I need some more liquid here. It just does it in response to conditions. It protects our teeth and tongue, creates this coating so that everything moves easily and smoothly in the mouth. There have been some studies that suggest that meditation produces healthier saliva and decreases cavities. So you can tell that to your doctor when you get home. Increasing the quotient of your, the health of your saliva. So feeling that, feeling the moisture in the mouth. It's just, it's a miracle and it's just that. Moisture in the mouth. Letting your attention rest there. Curiosity, kindness, patience. We can be very self-conscious about saliva. Ever felt like you were swallowing too much, too loudly in the meditation hall? We get very worried about this very natural process. Everyone experiences, has this. We're not looking for any dramatic experience here. Not trying to make something happen, thinking we're missing out and everyone else is having an exciting experience of saliva. It's just moisture in the mouth. But we're using that awareness to bring steadiness to the attention and to possibly notice its qualities of impersonality, universality.
moving on to mucus. Mucus. Noticing any response to that word. Again, a whole advertising industry to make us think it's disgusting. We have to get rid of it. But it serves a function too. Color can be clear or yellow or green. A thick, glutinous and sticky fluid above and below the waist. In the nasal cavity as well as the digestive, reproductive, respiratory, gastrointestinal and neurogenital tracts. So throughout the body, this liquid mucus bordered by the respiratory, digestive, reproductive, gastrointestinal, and urogenital tracts. So mucus is a slippery secretion of the mucous membranes and glands, a layer of mucus along the inner walls of the stomach that is vital to protect the cell linings from the highly acidic environment within it. Same protective layer of mucus is what comes out when you sneeze. Mucus does not digest in the intestinal tract, so mucus commonly appears in fecal matter, whether its origin is from the intestines or if it's swallowed. It helps clear debris in nasal passages and moistens the linings. It contains an antiseptic that serves to protect cells in the digestive, reproductive, respiratory, gastrointestinal, and urogenital tracts. So again, just feeling into perhaps the nasal passages, if there's any little congestion. Into the lungs, where there's mucus. Other areas may not be so easy to feel, and this is where we can use either imagination or visualization. This thick liquid mucus, essential to our health and well-being. We often only relate to it when it's coming out of our noses in an unwanted way when we're sick. But even that process is a necessary one for our health. So again, letting your attention rest somewhere. With these more subtle experiences, you don't have to look for something concrete to hold on to. Slight sense of moisture in the nasal passages, the back of the throat. It's more than enough. Again, the training is not to clearly define and land on these experiences, but to direct the attention. This accepting attention, bringing equanimity curiosity to the body in this intimate way.
This can be a calming practice. Just resting your attention, the back of the nasal passages or the throat. It's not dramatic. Letting go of expectation. Holding the experience in the spaciousness of the body. This is a powerful way to meditate. Now moving to oil of the joints or synovial fluid. This is a colorless, egg-like consistency liquid found above and below the waist, wherever there are moving joints. And it's found between bones and connective tissue. So this is a thick, stringy fluid found in the cavities of synovial joints With its egg-like consistency, synovial fluid reduces friction between the cartilage and other tissues in joints to lubricate and cushion them during movement. So again, if you want to play with this, you can just move your fingers or your wrists. And the ability to do that smoothly, without pain, with ease, your elbows. This is the benefit of this synovial fluid. Anyone who's had any arthritis or bone-on-bone experience knows how painful that is. So this fluid allows this movement with ease. Just think of all of the different movements your body makes during a day. The beautiful, graceful movements of the qigong. So movement is a helpful way to feel this synovial fluid. This is a good one to pay attention to when, when you're doing walking meditation. Just to feel that lubrication, that elasticity in the joints.
So again, can kind of explore whether you want to stay with it using some movement, gentle movements of the arms, the neck. Or just to move the attention through the body, this synovial fluid lubricates all of the 230 joints of the body. So as you move your attention through the body and feel the body responding to the breath, the synovial fluid is there, lubricating, moistening, softening. So again, we can be a little playful or creative, what works to help you get in touch with this aspect of the body. Perhaps it's one you're really familiar with because you have some problems in your joints. Could be something you've never really thought about. Just, again, sensing into it, not that we need to study it scientifically, that we tune into its nature. It's produced according to conditions, the synovial joints secrete synovial, no, the synovial membranes secrete synovial fluid into the joint cavities. There's this whole process that we don't control. Out of causes and conditions, this process happens. And then on to the last in our series, urine. One that we're all familiar with, calls our attention numerous times in the day. We need to respond to this flow of urine, the pressure that builds up in the bladder. Again, a vital part of our bodily functioning. In a healthy person, the color is pale yellow, clear or amber. It's a watery liquid below the waist. Urine is created in the kidneys and stored in the bladder and excreted through the urethra. It's between the bladder, kidneys, urethra and space. The urine is the fluid secreted from the blood by the kidneys, stored in the bladder. 95% water, 5% solids. Urine is virtually sterile and nearly odorless. And of course, it's such a common bodily function, many names for it. In all cultures, we have different words for taking a piss or a leak or whatever, because we do it so many times in the day often unthinkingly, perhaps with some aversion or irritation, frustration, impatience. 
But here it is, to see if you can feel into it. Feeling it when it's within the body, perhaps just some pressure in the bladder. May not be very active right now, or perhaps it's really pressing. Perhaps it's the only thing you've been thinking about for the last 30 minutes. I need to pee. On average, the human bladder can hold 13 ounces of liquid. Urine has many uses. Prepares textiles for dyeing, for gunpowder. Has nitrogen and phosphates and potassium. It says here, Buddhist monks can use fermented cow's urine for medicine. I actually think they use human, their own urine too, as I've been told. Lots of uses for this urine, but as a bodily function, again, essential to excrete things that are no longer needed by the body. Feeling into just any watery nature area of the bladder. Every human being has to pee. Every mammal pees. Do it in different ways, different places. This universal nature, urine, expelling. Again, if you can't quite get in touch with anything, just generally letting your attention rest in that area of the bladder, the lower abdomen. Opening to the whole body as it sits here, breathing. In the last few minutes of the meditation, as we've come to the end of this journey through the body, just taking the bigger picture of this body and what a miracle it is, how it's carried you throughout your life, enabled you to have all the experiences you've had, the sights you've seen, the sounds you've heard, taste, smells, touch, the connections, the relationships. All of these 
organs, parts that have enabled that to happen without you being in control of them. They're really getting in touch with what is this, your relationship to the body? Can there be one of appreciation or kindness? May this body be well. May this body be healthy and strong. But if that's not possible, may I accept my limitations with grace. May I be safe and protected. May my body be at ease in all situations. May I be able to take care of my body with ease and kindness. Whatever connection, appreciation, kindness you can show to your body, letting that fill your awareness, fill the space. All of the different attitudes we might have to the body, it is our vehicle for living and for awakening, softening and opening to this precious gift of human birth, of life. The more acceptance, the more equanimity, the more living, the more openness there can be to everything that comes. So as you continue your practice, we always recommend staying a little bit with the group we've just done, just to explore it on your own. And there may be some in this group that you really connected to, were really easy to feel into, and you can focus more on those, and one's not so easy, then can let those be more in the background, just acknowledge them but move on. And some that might be easier in other times than up, in certain times than others. So in the walking, the synovial, with the oil of the joints, you can just really feel into that, all of the different ways that uh, expresses itself. 
And then when you go down to the evening meal, the saliva that gets produced. Or when you have to pee, it's like, oh, there it is. You know, I couldn't feel it before, but boy, I feel it now. So, you know, this is the whole process of this retreat, is just getting curious about this body and how it manifests in the world. So being a little creative as we go along. So now we'll just take a few minutes break and come back for Qigong. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.